So, welcome, universe. This is the um, inaugural or intro or first, however you want to put it, the, the beginning of the Quest for Excellence podcast series. And I'm joined today by Reba Keller. Say hi, Reba. Hello. Um, she is a young, talented artist. Not sure how old you are. Maybe we'll crack that egg in a little bit here. Not a big deal, but uh, young, talented artist that I had met recently. Uh, we're both a part of a uh, digital educational platform called Entre Institute. And uh, maybe a month and a half ago or so, when this recording was done, uh, she had posted, uh, first time I'd seen her post in our group, and she posted a piece for artwork, which is super cool. Um, uh, we're both kind of kindred spirits of the whole kind of fantasy adventure vibe, and, and she had posted a super cool drawing she did, uh, digital art. and. It was great and struck up a conversation and I just at that time had been looking for uh, an artist and you know didn't want to spend a million dollars and uh, young entrepreneurs when they're just starting out that's having a ton of capital is what they're working on building so really wanted to find somebody that was young eager uh, but you know had talent and, and kind of vibe with with uh, my kind of style and that was Reba and uh, you know we met from there and she's done some commission work for me to get my soon to be released youtube channel which is actually a part of this first interview here or conversation uh but helped do some artwork it's been amazing she's been great to work with and uh yeah so there's kind of a long-winded introduction so reba how you doing i'm doing awesome how about you i'm great i appreciate you being here um i know this is kind of the first time either of us has done this kind of thing you know when you think of a podcast or interview you think of successful people or you know, millionaires or well-known entrepreneurs, but that doesn't mean that normal people who kind of, how we just talked about before we started this, you know, normal people who might not be traditionally successful, but might have a ton of wealth and value within them to, to give to people. And it's hard to find a platform or a place to find that, you know, social media is just that. It's very social, it's a lot of people. So to be able to have a conversation with one individual with their life experience and to really kind of dissect that, I think is super helpful and something we don't get enough from kind of the everyday person, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you want to just, uh, before I start shooting off some general questions, just um, if you want to, you know, talk a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, uh, you know, family life, that kind of thing. And uh, cause you know, I, I know you outside of this a little bit, but we haven't gotten too much into the personal life. So maybe this will be a chance to introduce that to me in the world. All right. Uh, well, I live in a small town in uh, Colorado called Craig. Um, I was born in Meeker. Um, I was raised in Craig for most of my life. Um, uh, I did go to school, but uh, at high school I dropped out like, I don't know, maybe about three times because the teachers were not that great. Uh, they didn't Understood. really help me when I needed it. Um, they kept putting me in special education, but I felt like I was smarter than people. <laughs> but that's just kind of the feeling, but I don't know. Um, no, not to interrupt you, but I, I got to speak on that for a second. You just kind of pinpointed a huge problem with education. And, and I want to hear the rest of your, you know, in, beginning of your life and all that for sure. But I gotta, I gotta say, you, you could definitely agree based on what you just said that school, traditional school you know, grade and junior high and forward of school years, they do not cater to the 
myriad of different personalities and, and interests and learning styles and, and that kind of thing. You just really don't. And you're a prime example. Yeah. Um, nothing against anybody that might have to grow up through special education, but from what I know of you, you're a very smart, kind of typically normal, uh, you know, young lady. I, I wouldn't think that at all, but it makes sense that you might have been seen as different or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that, you know, look at look at the guy who you know Jeff Lerner runs our runs Entre. He dropped out of high school as well. It just just couldn't vibe with it. So I understand, but still carry on. So I had some problems in school and dropped out a few times. Did you end up graduating or did you get your GED after? I ended up uh, you know giving up on high school, but then I went to this uh, job corps that's in Colburn, and uh, I was able to get my high school diploma and GED nice. over there. I learned a trade from uh, welding and I, you know, I chose welding because I can relate with it using it for, you know, art projects if I wanted to do mm -hmm. that for fun, you know, like yeah. metal statues and I I always wanted to make some like big dragon statue someday and put it in the hmm. yard. <laughs> <Not like that. laughs> well, you will, you will. Not like part of a business, but you know, more like a side hobby type of thing, you know. Absolutely. Now, where speaking of that at that point in your life, where is that where some of the kind of art training or art schooling or that kind of stuff came in? Where did you, where did where did that kind of start for you? Uh, when I started drawing, uh, in the beginning of my life, my mom told me I started drawing when I was three years old. Nice. It makes sense. And I, uh, my dad discovered my art talent when I was uh, seven years old, when I was in first grade. And that was at, actually at the time when I was in the hospital getting my appendix removed because it was perforating and stuff. But um, my dad discovered I was an artist by drawing all the Lion King characters. And I was nice. giving these drawings to the nurses and uh, like you think of children drawings, they almost look like blobs and you have to guess what it is. And the kid tells you that it looks, com you know, that it's completely. Yeah, different. I, that's me. Just so you know, <laughs> Go ahead. that's why I'm working with you. But carry on. Go ahead. But these drawings actually looked exactly like the characters, you know, kind of blobby, you know, like children drawings, but they were actually able to tell who it is and what it is <laughs> and they were like super impressed they even and how old were you balls. during this i was like seven years old at that time seven gotcha mm -hmm. i i remember uh i remember sit, uh, just laying in that bed and i was just drawing up a storm like i was just having fun in that in that hospital and i i didn't even think anything about the uh, appendix at all but um, then I, you know, I just kept drawing with my sister because it was a lot of fun. Me and my sister always made stories together with our drawings. Um, we would get a bunch of paper, get all the crayons and colored pencils, you name it. And we just made up all kinds of stories, made up characters. We just kind of shared that kind of moment, you know? Now, speaking about your sister, was that your only one um, in terms of your family? Do you have other brothers and sisters, or? Uh, she's my only sister. She's a younger sister. She's like younger, two and a half young, uh, two and two and a half huh. years younger than me. Um, gotcha. She's already married right now, currently, and she's got two kids. 
Oh, nice. And she lives in uh, Washington State right now. We're like now, best friends. <laughs> you guys talk regularly still? You oh, still yes. keep in touch? Oh yeah. Now around that time when you guys are doing all of that drawing, and then immediately after that, and and one, you know, I want to mention one thing you said, and I think if more people did this, and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, about all your art and stuff you're doing, you, you said that you got you kind of got taken away, and not necessarily that you were in a really horrible situation, but it wasn't exactly a fun time in the hospital, right? But you were sucked away into like a different happy universe by drawing. And that you found out then when you were, you know, seven years old, that that's something you really enjoyed and it, it brought you real happiness. You know, it's well, different than when you're, you know, at home or in the summer, you got all this free time, you can do whatever you want. You know, if you chose to draw all summer, sure, you must love it. But, you know, when you're in that situation, you really kind of know what what um, what makes you happy, you know, when you're in not the greatest situation. Yeah. But so so after that with your sister, you guys are doing your formative stuff. You're, you know, coming up with your. We'll talk more about the the characters and all that. But I'm I'm more kind of the inspiration for where you came from at this point. So after that, did you did you actually have any, you know, formal art training, or was this all just hours and hours and hours and hours of practice, you know, or and you know, learning online and that kind of thing? Or did you have any kind of art school, art training, anything like that? Um. From the beginning, it was just drawing all on my own um, until I went to my first year in high school. Uh, I started getting, uh, I, I attended to uh, art class in high school. That's when I really started performing better art techniques. Um, I learned about highlighting and shading. I learned about uh, anything what you can do with the pencil, with blending, and with perspectives. This art teacher taught me about a 3D type of art on paper and pencil. Um, I think that was the best art training that I went through so far. And after that, I had to learn more on my own by, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, going on uh, DeviantArt with art tutorials, how to draw specific things. And, you know, um, uh, when I went to college, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but when I went to college, I learned how to use Photoshop. I did an online college from Stevens Henniger. Um, it's a graphic design that I went for, the bachelor's degree. Um, it was only worth it when I got uh, my very first MacBook computer with uh, Photoshop and all the other Adobe programs that go with it. And mm -hmm. I fell in love with Photoshop when I can just create my characters for my books just directly on there. But wait for... The what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you didn't jump ahead. The perfect flow. I wanted to kind of go from the beginning of where you first started, you know, getting some kind of formal education to, to the college and then into kind of the digital world. So that's perfect. Yeah, carry on. Go ahead. So before I even, you know, went to high school and all that, when I was like 13 years old, I noticed that my sister was making her own, like, uh, homemade comic books. Uh, she would get a bunch of blank uh, copy paper and uh, like tape them all together or you know like drill holes into the like the spine of the book and then like put mm -hmm. ties through them and stuff and I wanted to do that she was making her characters she made a character that represents herself 
and I kind of wanted to do that too. So um, at that age, I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better of, uh, you know, on copyright and all that stuff. So I started making, you know, like stories about Pokemon and about the Pokemon <laughs> characters, just making my own story, just letting my imagination grow wild. Then after that, I got bored of the Pokemon stuff and I just used the InSync. You remember the InSync group, right? Of course. I, I fell in love with the InSync group. <laughs> you used the characters. That's amazing. Or the, that's awesome. Characters, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that's I, the funniest thing. I love it. I no made, shame. I made two of them into vampires, and they had these <laughs> superpowers, and the other three had to learn about their own superpowers. And, you know, I just made this huge... Which one was JT? Was he a vampire? The what? JT. Wasn't Justin Timberlake? Wasn't he in InSync? Or was he in... Uh, and the other one, it, I forget. It, all five of them are uh, Joey, JC, Justin. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that's Lance awesome. and Chris, I made those two into vampires. Gotcha. <laughs> and, so, so I'm I'm totally cool with this. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I love it though. That's amazing. Um, and I real quick question about your sister. Where did she? Because it sounds like she's the one that kind of started doing this stuff. What was her initial? Um, influence you know she kind of into anime stuff or where did she get her i guess initial idea to start doing her comics well uh she hung out with uh, two other friends of hers that uh, she went to school with and they they kind of shared uh stories with each other they just made characters that represents themselves and you know each gotcha other. And then they made stories about their crushes and about what they want to do in their future with their crushes, you know, kind of like girly things. And yeah. Like now, that. was she, because the, the artwork and the stuff that you do is real cool. And it, it not that it's, um, and don't take this the wrong way at all, not, not that it's incredibly unique, but it's definitely distinct. And it's a super cool, you know, very cool digital style art. I, I wonder, because it sounds like you, you kind of got inspired by her a little bit. And her and her friends kind of inspired each other. But what was the, was there some other kind of media, like you said, Pokemon for you? Was she into some other kind of mainstream media thing at that time that, that kind of gave them maybe a little bit of inspiration for their characters or whatever, you know, like, a, you know, Pokemon, Digimon, whatever, any kind of anime or you know, Inuyasha, anything like that where they, where they, um, like it, what, what inspired her mainstream wise, I guess. At first, it was Pokemon because me and my sister watched Pokemon a lot. And uh, gotcha. then after that, she just kind of introduced me to uh, other animes and stuff. Um, okay, so that general, gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't some one specific thing yeah. or a movie or something. It was just the, the general kind of anime and, and, and Pokemon yeah. vibe. Awesome. So, anyway, um, cool. You're, where were you? You were at college, right? Learned Photoshop. You were loving it love that you can create your own stuff like just out of your own head and make it happen so where did it where did it go from there from uh from college uh at that at that moment like when i uh graduated from college um i didn't know what to do with my uh book ideas but uh, mm -hmm. what i want to talk about first before i go a little further than this i want to talk about how i graduated from well not really graduated from a school but you know transformed from in sync loving to my actual <laughs> feel characters 
So when I uh, lived in Colorado Springs for like six months, I tried to get a welding job over there, and I had not. I had a, a boyfriend back then, and you know, it, it, we were we were more like friends than uh, you know a relationship type of thing. But uh, I don't want to get mm-hmm. too deep in that. Um, no, it's cool. But uh, at that point, I was you know getting you know I was realizing that my instinct stuff was you know it was fun but i wanted to do my own stuff you know i wanted to create my own character so i started uh, pulling up some old characters that i made up a long time ago uh so i so i started uh you know making them have a meaning and a purpose into my stories so i kept the main type of um story line but i just replaced the characters so uh now we're gonna go back to the part where i already graduated from college Mm -hmm. i uh, so i tried to contact uh other people from deviant art how do they get their uh stuff out there like what are they doing to get themselves famous obviously they didn't answer me (laughs) there's a lot of stuck up people in there it just seems like that, but maybe they're maybe they're not. I don't know. But um, at that point, I was not. You know, I'm not even at this point. I'm not that famous yet. But I wanted to know their secrets. Like, how are they doing it? But uh, I tried to do my own things by uh, drawing my characters and just post it. Yeah, let, let me let me let me step in there. there. Okay. Perfect, perfect kind of segue. On. Did you change something with your audio? I can hear my, uh, oh, there we go. Now it's gone. Anyway, so at this point, you are you know you have some you know, art skill. Um, you've been doing it for a while. You, you found Photoshop. You, you've done some work. You, you know, you've had some instruction on how to do art. And, and this, this is kind of where I want to get to the meat of, of, I guess, the point of this whole podcast series, the idea of, you know, that we're all on a quest for excellence that literally never stops. And there can be times when you might not be seeing a lot of results. There might not be a, a lot of outside validation, but there still has to be that spark that keeps you going. I heard something recently from uh, Jay Shetty. Uh, if you don't know who he is or who are you guys listening, he's a uh, you know thought leader, inspirational guy online. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Was a monk for a few years. Just released a book about being a monk, and um, you know a lot of things he talk about are, are now you know if you if you all that stuff goes away, but you can still have hope. That's what he talks about. Kind of what monks deal in is just basically just hope. And if you can still have that hope and that spark and continue on with your passion, which you definitely have, and that's what. I'm, that's the secret I'm trying to uncover. Maybe not, you know, the secret of how to become a millionaire, but uh, how to even get to the point where that's even a possibility, or where you can be exposed fully and and welcome that. And for you, you know, you had skill, you know, you had passion. Going back to when you were in the hospital and it was something that was keeping you going and you know making you happy and you loved it uh, up until this moment, you still love doing it. And and you have, I got to be honest. Um, you know, we worked together for a few weeks and I liked what you were doing. Uh, for anybody listening who's looking for some kind of commission work for, you know, a young artist or whatever, I got to tell you, Reba was one of the easiest people to work with in terms of, you know, immediate responses, uh, listening to details, 
having a great attitude, good candor, all that stuff. I haven't had a problem whatsoever. So that was a little PSA for, for you. Somebody's looking for some artwork, but anyway, so, you know, we worked for uh, together a bit and then, you know, one day last week, we had a, a longer conversation. You sort of show me some of your work and I gotta be honest, I'm not saying this to make you feel better or really even for anybody else. This is just coming from me. You have so much content and you, from what you told me, it was just the tip of the iceberg. And, I'm still blown away by just the size of the art catalog. And not just that, but you talk about when you guys were kids doing cardboard cutouts and making little comics. You have it set up in such a cool, already digestible comic style from what I saw. It was awesome. Looked slick. You know, you uh, and, and we're probably not going to go too in-depth into the story. I'm going to leave that to people that are interested can go find you and dig more into it and, and connect with you. But so we're not going to go into the, the, the deep dark depths of your, of your world and your characters and all that. Um, but I got to admit, it was really cool. Even for me who I am, I, I am a fan of anime, but I'm not your traditional kind of anime guy. I, I um, you know, I've seen a, a whole slew of anime in my life and love the kind of fantasy world but this specific kind of art that you do is not right on my alley but i loved it it was super cool and again just the amount of work you've done and what i'm getting at is i know this took you a long time this wasn't just a couple of months of work it sounds like now this started from when you were really young at least the ideas even maybe pre-in-sync era or around then <laughs> You had an idea of the beginnings of this universe and from someone who also started writing a novel and has an idea for a cool kind of fantasy book i get that kind of long-term thought process but the fact that you had the the gonads to see it through and still produce the work even when you were having you know quote unquote successful people slam the door in your face just talk on that a bit what you know what inspired you to have that drive to keep going and and stick to your guns regardless of you know any kind of reward you know what kept you going um well there's um you see i i always like to uh uh sit down and daydream about my characters um and there's sometimes i will come up with uh you know come up to uh, songs that remind me about my characters and I start playing it like a movie in my head and I what really drives me is seeing my characters coming to life on a uh, motion picture that is my bigger dream beyond my books I want to see my characters on TV use used by CGI to make them as realistic as possible Nice. So I play it like the like the a movie in my head, especially with specific uh, songs. And these are songs that have no lyrics, but it it has this uh, wonderful music melody that is like mm -hmm. um, uh, I guess I can call it like uh, modern symphony type of music. I guess people call it epic music on uh, YouTube, but I listen to those mm -hmm. kind of music that kind of music and I just imagine my characters to life and it just goes beyond all the negativity that I went through you know like push, push yeah, aside no, all the doubts I push aside all of the you know the negative crap that I heard from other people or what they you know saying well I don't know you gotta be careful I push that aside because I don't want to just 
you know, listen to them. I want to listen to my my inner voice saying, you can do it, you know? Right. Well, and it's interesting, you know, something you just said, you, you talked about wanting to make movies with it, and even, you know, I, I immediately thought of you producing, like, some kind of Cartoon Network cartoon, you know, something cool from morning <laughs> cartoon or something like that. But, um, you know, that the way that you described it you really talk like you're and even now thinking about what i saw of your strips your comic strips you're like building a ginormous storyboard you know you call it comics but it, it, you're really kind of you know producing a storyboard for your future film or, or or you know cartoon whatever you want to call it and that's really what it kind of feels like it really clicked when you, with the way you just described it like that and, and it's funny that you know as as fledgling as we are might be into the entrepreneur world um you know we, we each have our own strengths and weaknesses and stuff we've learned and all that you you in terms of this are you have you know you've been doing this for how many years have you been working on this just generally how many years has it been um okay let's see uh right now i'm uh, 32 years old and i've been doing it ever since i was 13 i remember being 13 years old and I just started thinking about making a book so that would be almost 20 years yeah. almost 20 years like and, and look this is this is also part of the reason why I'm doing this series this podcast this videos whatever the hell you want to call them it's hard for people to real like how many times have you thought that and spoke that out loud to give you kind of even more internal fuel and ammunition to keep going like you've been at this for 20 years it's I could not and most people can't do what you can do and I think if you can embrace that realize that and, and keep doing what you're doing and, and keep being um, as vulnerable as possible right um, you know because you're, you're a very honest person you're very honest with me you've been very open um, but if you can keep doing that and keep focusing on what you're doing I think you will have great success and could make a movie or whatever and, and you know success and is defined differently to all of us but I think for you, getting your work out there and even having some people appreciate it, you know, on, on, on maybe a medium to large scale, maybe not the entire universe, but hey, you never know. But I feel like if you just got your word out there and, and found people to connect with and, and, and look, the reason why we're all doing this is in the end game, let's be completely honest, it's we're trying to make a living and, and you know, to be an entrepreneur is to mean to make money. So um, it, we're just being realistic about it. Um, yeah. So look, I, I, I've been trying to keep these and I want to I want to stick to my guns with this. Um, we're reaching about the 30 minute mark, which I really want to keep these right around a half an hour um, for the future to just quick little nuggets for people to learn from. And that said, um, I would like to probably do another one of these with you later on. We can get more detailed into maybe some of the art stuff and your story and the style. But if you want to uh, take the next minute or two, the floor is yours. Talk about where anybody can go to check out your stuff. Um, if there's anywhere they can go to check out, you know, more details about the comic strip or your characters or your world, any of that stuff, just please, the floor is yours and, and where can people come find out more about you? Okay. Uh, the uh, one website that I would like to share my stuff on is my DeviantArt uh, uh, website. It, you can find me as Dragon Venom. There's a dash in between Dragon and Venom. And you can also find me on uh, uh, my Facebook. <laughs> I 
as Reba Keller if you wanted to um, check out some web links that I'm going to be sharing for my blogs and stuff. I also sell my uh, art on uh, t-shirts and hoodies on Redbubble. And you can find me as Dragon Venom 55 Some of those are pretty cool, by the way, guys. I saw those, and they're, they're, they're quality quality stuff for anybody who likes that kind of stuff, fantasy work or you know kids, like or something cool and unique. But anyway, so I got you. It's your Facebook and your DeviantArt, uh, and then you said you got a blog coming out, which I'm going to put links, you know, below in the in the, the description for this. And yeah, um, you know, is anything gets updated, I'll make sure we add it. But I don't have my um, blog so awesome. yet, but uh, yep. I'm still working well, on my very first blog. So <laughs> when you do, which I saw, it looks good. It's a nice work in progress, and that's really all. Again, what this is all about. We're all here working together. This isn't a place for millionaires and billionaires to talk about how they got their millions it's really for normal everyday people to talk about what fuels them what motivates them and how we can share that with other people right yeah so uh, i think this has been great and thank you for you know you being open um, i feel like there's a lot more we could talk about and we'll schedule another uh, talk and, and and carry on with this but um so again i want to thank you for being here reba for the quest for excellence audience anybody who might have heard this or future podcasts or uh, is a part of the series. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for your time. So thanks again, Reba. You're welcome. <laughs>